to have you with us here on another edition of the Short Side Option Podcast. It's the Icon, and we are talking game week here as K-State opens up the season against SEMO. Uh, the Red Hawks come to Manhattan for a 6 o'clock kickoff, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about the Red Hawks here, uh, here shortly. But uh, nice to have you with us here after our preview special. Uh, now we've got some games to talk about, and uh, we'll take a look here at the SEMO Redhawks, uh, and they're led by their head coach, Tom Matukowicz, uh, who grew up in nearby Silver Lake. Uh, so homecoming of sorts for him. I'm sure he's uh, been to a few games uh, in Manhattan, so uh, will be, uh, will be a, nice, uh, a nice homecoming of sorts for him uh, as they kick off their season as well. Uh, the Red Hawks opened the season number 11 in the FCS ranking, so certainly a formidable program here. They made it to the, uh, the FCS playoffs last year where they lost in the first round uh, to the Montana Grids up in Missoula. So uh, a team that went 9-3 last year, uh, certainly uh, making their way here in FCS, uh, but K-State should have uh, little to no trouble here in this one. Um, Really, when you look at it, the things that I'm looking at to, to watch here from a, from a 30,000-foot view in the first game is you want to see a lot of players get into the game. And a couple of things that I'm most looking forward to, Will Howard and the new faces on the offense. Um, obviously, we know what Will Howard looks like, but this will be K-State's first chance uh, to see Keegan Johnson out there and Treshawn Ward, uh, who, who both figure to be really big parts of this offense uh, here in 2023. And, and for Keegan Johnson, uh, most certainly beyond. So uh, really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, with the two deep being uh, announced here uh, earlier this week, uh, Carver Willis in there at right tackle with Christian Duffy um, out here for a little bit. Uh, also, Uso Sayamalu, uh, not listed. It looks like he's battling a bit of an injury as well. Uh, Javon Bakes and uh, Damian Elalio uh, going to be stepping in there at the nose tackle position. So those were, were two things that, that came that caught some, some folks' eye. Uh, secondary, uh, Jack Fabris uh, showing up there on the two deep was a surprise. We'll look to see kind of uh, if that two deep does stay indeed true to form uh, throughout the game and uh, if uh, hopefully get to see lots of those new guys shuffling in. But uh, getting back to Will Howard and the, and the new faces on the offenses, on the offense rather, you want to see what uh, kind of connection uh, Will has with Keegan Johnson. Uh, Keegan is, is an expe- explosive guy after the, after the catch, and I expect him to have uh, a couple nice uh, catches and, and runs here. Uh, I think uh, Casey will be throwing the ball a fair amount, and, and I look forward to seeing uh, how that looks here on Saturday. Uh, the other thing that I think is something to keep an eye on is uh, the freshmen. Uh, two freshmen – uh, listed here on the two deep uh, with Avery Johnson getting the oar with Jake Rubley as the backup behind Will. You know, I mentioned I think that K-State would like to preserve Avery Johnson's red shirt, but in a situation uh, where, you know, you have four games to play, this wouldn't be a bad one to get him in. Uh, you know, get him, uh, get him some game action here early in the season opener. And uh, provided that K-State's out to a, to a big enough lead, I think that there's a decent chance that that happens. I was chatting about that the other day with Delu, and uh, I think that that uh, was something I hadn't quite thought of, but I think that would be a good good opportunity to bring him in here uh, in the season opener to let, us get, to let him get his feet wet here in his first college game. 
another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing too that was listed as uh, the, the backup behind Austin Moore, a weak side linebacker, is Aza Newsom. Uh, much ballyhooed recruit out of Iowa, uh, chose K-State over a number of programs. Uh, he was not in for the spring, so he was just here for the, uh, during the summer. And for him to come in and uh, crack that two deep, extremely impressive. And I uh, certainly look forward to seeing uh, him in action here. Uh, potentially uh, had, had thought that he might be a redshirt candidate. Uh, but with him showing up here on the two deep uh, here in week one, you may think that uh, he might be too talented uh, to uh, to throw that red shirt at. The third and final thing that I'm looking forward to uh, here in the in the season opener is special teams play. So Chris uh, Chris Tennant, who we had covered in our last preview uh, of the special teams. He is listed here as a starter at, at the place-kicking position, uh, Jack Bloomer at, at punter. Uh, Chris Sands looks like he's going to be handling kickoffs and the place-kicking duties. So we'll be seeing uh, if, if Tennant looks a little bit uh, more steady there. And hopefully, you know, in a game like this, he, he gets to try one from, you know, 45, 47 yards. Because uh, anything kind of outside that uh, 30 to 40-yard range even was was a little bit shaky for him inside 30 pretty good outside 40 or outside 30 rather excuse me uh, a little shaky so we'll look forward to seeing uh, if he gets some opportunities because I think that is one big question mark uh, especially you know with K-State you look here at their at their schedule and on, on the uh, on the press release here on the media guide they play a number of teams. They play SEMO, who is, of course, not receiving any votes in the top 25, being an FCS program. But of the teams that they play this season, only two others uh, are not receiving votes in at least one poll, and that's UCF, uh, according to this, as well as Iowa State, not receiving votes in at least one of the polls. So, you know, obviously the Big 12 is going to be tough, uh, a tough draw. I would expect... You know some of these games that we play this season uh, to have some pretty f- tight margins, and uh, the kicky game always seems to show up in those situations. So if Tennant can provide some consistency there, uh, would certainly be a big uh, development here for Kansas State. Uh, as for prediction, uh, I like K State big, and I like them uh, to score a lot of points here in this one. 48-14 is my call. I think K State's going to be able to uh, to get uh, both potentially. Uh, Jake Rubley and uh, Avery Johnson some action. I would I would love to see that take place. Uh, I I think Will Howard's going to be out there. I, I expect to have him have a really nice game. Three three touchdowns uh, through the air is my call for him. So that's what uh, I'm looking for. A, a nice easy uh, dominating 48 to 14 season opener win for the Cats. All right, so while it may be, or at least according to my projection, a a cool, easy win for K-State, 48-14, of course, over SEMO, uh, one thing that I think we can maybe say with certainty that it's not going to be is cool and breezy in the stands. And this leads me to introduce uh, a new segment here on the Short Side Option podcast. And that's uh, a little segment that we're going to call this week's Wildcat Weather Watch. And I want to introduce Weather Woman Sarah here to the mix and let her fire away. She's got a weather report to let all of uh, the K-State faithful out there know uh, how to prepare here for a game on Saturday. Thank you, Chris. Yes, new segment, but not a new voice. People may remember me 
as formerly Big Dog and Madison. I had a few questions that I phoned or mailed into the icon back in I the think day. You're, I, if I remember correctly, it was usually via pigeon. Perhaps. I, can yeah. I can't confirm or deny. But I'm back with a new segment called, like Chris said, Wildcat Weather Watch. And you're right. Unfortunately, it is not going to be a breezy, cool Saturday for the cats. I've at, least, uh, at least at least, via the atmospheric conditions. I think maybe on the field it might, well, you know, the heat on the field might be a little sure. bit. But the competition, I think we should be able to handle. Sure. Well, I have good news and bad news. Hit me with the bad news first. Okay, the bad news is it's going to be hot. 99 degrees, blazing sunshine, and very hot. Not just hot, very hot. Okay. The good news... Yeah, hit me with the good news now. We are trending downward for the high temperature. At the start of the week, we were looking at 104 for the high, but now we're about 5 degrees cooler. So at this rate... This right, bring out the parka. Exactly. Wow, okay. Yeah. So there isn't going to be a lot of cloud cover. 1% cloud cover, 4% rain probability. So you know what that means, Mr. Crisply? Uh, SPF 100. Yes. For, for those fair-skinned uh, like yours truly. Consider this your reminder to pack your sunscreen and pack a lot of it. All right. Well, Weather Woman Sarah, thank you for that wonderful uh, report there. Uh, let's uh, let's hope that uh, that weather continues to trip down a little bit. Now that temperature uh, gets maybe in the low 90s. Don't know if that's necessarily going to be uh, the case here or not. But uh, before we let you go, what's your prediction for uh, Saturday's game against SEMO? I think the Cats are going to win big. I'm predicting 35-10. Okay, 35-10. A little bit lower scoring than yours truly. That'll do it here for this week's Wildcat Weather Watch. Now, switching subjects here to, to kind of look at the season as a whole and kind of what the season might mean for K-State in this program moving forward. I was thinking about this the other day, that I can kind of draw some similarities between uh, this 2023 K-State team and the 1999 Kansas State team. Obviously, a big year before uh, with 1998 uh, for K-State. Last year, K-State uh, has another big year, gets the, uh, to a New Year's Six Bowl game. And when you look at some of those comparisons between those two, the 1999 team lost a lot from the year before, of course. And the 1999 team started right where K-State is at in the preseason rankings this year, right around that 16 to 17 uh, number. And with as, as when you look back at that 99 team, for as many guys as they had that, can, that still went on from that team to go play in the pros, uh, that team was definitely not getting the same level of respect here as this 2023 team is as you know a potential uh, big 12 title contender uh, that that team went uh, you know 11 and one the 99 team did uh, with the win in the holiday Bowl against Washington so a really nice team and not only did it it prove that k-state uh, could reload in those situations where they did lose a lot from the year before, but that 1999 team proved that K-State wasn't just a flash in the pan as a Big 12 title contender uh, or uh, as a contender on the national stage. I kind of see that same thing here with, uh, with K-State here in 2023. Lost a lot from 2022. Lost Deuce Vaughn, who was one of the program's best players. Uh, of course, uh, Felix Anaduke Uzama, Julius Brents, uh, some guys in the secondary that are, that are playing in the NFL now. Lost a lot of uh, high-end talent. What can they do 
to replace that. Julius Brent's second round pick by the Colts. Uh, Felix, of course, a first rounder and Deuce, uh, you know, an all timer here at K State. You lose three players like that. What do you? What? Can, how do you re- go ahead and replace those here the next year? The 1999 team had no trouble doing that and, and went on to have an 11 win season and really stamped K State as a Big 12 title contender and national player moving forward. Uh, I would, I would, I think that there's some similarities to draw here uh, from 2023. Of course, returning a quarterback with Will Howard and, and several members of the offensive line give this team a little bit more experience. Uh, but in terms of stamping K State as a national t- or as a title contender in the Big 12 and a player in the national landscape. Uh, a big 2023 season can really do a lot to elevate the state of the program. All right, so before we let you go here on uh, this episode here of the Short Side Option Podcast, uh, we're going to unveil another new segment, uh, and this is called uh, the Pick 3 and Out. And uh, I'm just going to give you three picks here from the world of college football this week and uh, take them for what you will. Uh, but uh, we will uh, get it started here off with Week 1, and I'm going to stay here in the Big 12 for we, uh, my first one. And I'm going to take the West Virginia Mountaineers at plus 20 and a half on the road in Happy Valley. Uh, big year for Neil Brown. Obviously knows he's coaching for his job. I don't like uh, West Virginia to win the game, per, uh, let's say. But I do like him to keep it close. And, and keep it close going into the second half and, and to get out of a Happy Valley uh losing by less than 21. So I'm going to take West Virginia there. Uh, I think that they should match up pretty well defensively with what's going to be, uh, you know, a a rushing attack for Penn State that I think is is going to be pretty tough. I also think that West Virginia's defensive line uh, can hang in there, and I think West Virginia's offensive line uh, can hang hang around with with Penn State's defensive front. I'm going to take uh, West Virginia plus 20.5 for my first pick. Pick number two, if you, if you thought the 20-and-a-half number was a lot of points, we'll add a, we'll add a few here. And uh, we're going to take Indiana plus 30-and-a-half at home against Ohio State to kick off the season. Once again, certainly not thinking uh, that the Hoosiers are going to uh, get it done on the field. 30-and-a-half is a lot. Uh, Ohio State breaking a new quarterback with Kyle McCord. Like him to keep it a little bit closer than that. 30 and a half is a lot to give up uh, to anybody. Uh, a conference team, this Indiana team, is, is going to be one of the worst in the Big Ten. But on week one, breaking in some new guys for Ohio State, uh, I like uh, Indiana to keep it within the number there. And then finally, uh, I'm going to go uh, out uh, to Fort Collins, Colorado. And I'm going to uh, take a favor in this one. I'm going to take... Uh, the Washington State Cougars at minus 11 and a, or minus 11. I, I've also seen minus 10 and a half. So look for the best number out there. I'm, I've got it down as minus 11. So that's what we'll go with um, as, as uh, the spread of record here. So I'm going to take the Cougs. Uh, think that they have a, a nice offense going uh, out there. And Colorado State last year was, I believe, 1 in 11. One of the worst teams in, um, in in FBS. I look for Washington State uh, in, in their offense to score uh, pretty easily, and I like them to uh, definitely get it out uh, to more than 11 uh, in, in getting a win there in Fort Collins. All right, so that'll do it here for us on this week's episode of the Short Side Option Podcast. 
Uh, thanks for listening to us here as we run down uh, the season opener here against SEMO. Uh, kind of some things that I'm looking for. And I uh, always like to, uh, to compare and look back into some K-State history uh, when I feel like the, uh, the, the occasion warrants it. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, with, with this team in 2023, they're out to prove that, hey, 2022, that was a great team, but we're, we're going to keep this thing rolling here. Uh, it wasn't just a, a one-time thing that, you know, we get to a conference title and win it. Uh, we're going to be a program that's going to be consistently competing for conference titles. Is going to consistently be a player here on the national stage. Uh, a big year here in 2023 can go a great way uh, to define that here as the Big 12 uh, welcome in, welcomes in eight teams here uh, for this year and then four more here in the, in, in the next year uh, to the Big 12. So uh, K-State can, can certainly go a long way in, in terms of uh, setting themselves as a standard bearer here in the Big 12. And then finally, hopefully we, get, we pick some winners for you this week. Uh, West Virginia plus 20 and a half, Indiana plus 30 and a half, and Wazoo minus 11 are, are the three picks. Uh, stay cool out there. It's going to be a scorcher. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Short Side Option Podcast, and go Cats.